Wow. Wow. Just wow, a, indeed. <laughs> let's just sit here and enjoy and appreciate what is a moment in podcasting history. This reminds me, did I ever, well, did I ever tell you? I'm sure that you've seen this, but you remember when I started a sketch comedy show or like YouTube channel and we made a theme song for it and then that was the only thing we ever recorded? Do you remember that? Was it the Jeff show? No, that was a different thing. I had I had a radio show called the Jeff and Guest show that we actually did. Um, that was probably the highlight of my quote unquote podcasting life. Um <laughs> If we you had, listen to the show, you probably you've probably found us from Jeff and Guest, right? Right. A lot of you got the Jeff and Guest bump. <laughs> You're the guest, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but that is a that is a real good theme song, and we're just gonna follow it up with some pretty good, okay, yeah, podcasting, adequate conversation, adequate uh, conversation. <laughs> Miss Kyler and Jeff. That was the other title. That was the working title. But we both wanted to work football slash soccer into, I guess, our conversation a lot. So, yeah, that's what this whole podcast is, right? We're just going to talk like we normally would, and a lot of it will be soccer-centric, and a lot of it will be uncomfortable, and that's... Some that's... therapy for us. Yeah, a little bit of that. Well, first of all, this is an important... We have we have an important... We're at a, we're at a turning point, Jeff, in that we could decide to make this episode our first podcast episode because uh, either you you know exactly what we're talking about or you have no idea what we're talking about based on the the decision we make right now. It'll be recorded, I guess, a month or so ago. Uh, and we, we had some weird internet issues. So the whole episode was sort of like a second and a half apart. Like Jeff, Jeff was in the future and I was in the past. It was like Rick talking to Marty through a portal. You could. Uh, he, it was almost. It felt like you could hear Skyler considering whether or not he actually wanted to do this podcast after every <laughs> single one of my jokes, and then he would laugh. And, you know, and then I would go, "Oh, right, it was the internet thing again." But there was like a long delay of consideration. You should still hear that in this in this show, but it should be a little sharper, <laughs> better yeah, for yeah. the audience. Like you know that you're in now, and you can't blame the internet anymore. No. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Is this is this episode one or is this episode two asterisk? I kind of like that it's episode two asterisk. And then, you know, like maybe one day when we have a thriving like half a million dollar a month Patreon, people, we can like release the original <laughs> shitty episode and that'll be like someone's holy grail. Let's I just, love how like, Italian you made Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. He, he, played <laughs> for, he played for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Pat, Patri- <laughs> Patreon. Wolverhampton Wanderers is your go-to Italian. Uh, well, they had Patrick Catrone, which is almost what you just said. I feel like that was a great deep cut. A quick-witted... Is it, do people, is do Italian people actually trigger. say it Patreon? Patreon. Like, like, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, it's like they added an E to patrons. Patreon. They're like, what? What is it like to have a patron like in ancient patron. times? But it's e, because you know, digital. <laughs> I literally can't even say Patreon. That's that's the level of this podcast right now. But yeah, we're getting we, there. We can't have one if you can't say it. I think it's like it's like a rule you'd have for a child. That <laughs> yeah, prove you're not a robot by saying the website you're on. I'm like mm, I can't. Jeff, if you want monthly earnings from this we should do monthly practicing of the word patreon until you get it i feel like we'll yeah 
Well, Skylar, I told you how my entire financial future is. It's really just sort of hanging by a thread off this podcast alone, right? I told you how that was my plan. It's weird that that's every podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how all the super rich people don't bother with a podcast. Oh, I don't know. Some of them bother with a podcast. Some of them that really shouldn't bother with a podcast bother with a podcast. How come there are no former footballers that have an actual podcast unless you're counting like Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto which I'm not counting them like they're they're kind of like good question they're the vanilla bean ice cream of soccer podcasts like I I have a hard time staying awake they're they're, man there are a bunch of them active on cameo though I'll tell you that um oh what footballers yeah dude like do you remember a guy this is gonna. This is a stretch. I actually didn't remember this guy, but do you remember Razor Ruddick? Reddit Ruddick, who played for Liverpool and West Ham. He's a cockney bloke. No, I thought bloke. you were gonna say Razor Ramon from like WWF. Of course, you remember Razor Ramon. He's probably also on cameo if he's alive. With wrestlers, you can never tell. Eighty dollars. I'll sexually harass you. Razor Ruddick. Um, so like one of my good friends when I lived back in Hong Kong, uh, a couple of my good friends actually turned out to be West Ham fans. And this so guy, sorry. he bought a Razor Ruddick cameo for his dad's birthday. And Razor Ruddick, man, like he was he was like he was wishing this guy like a happy 70th birthday. But he himself looked to be 70 in the video and he's not. And like. He was Wait, uh, what what age is he? Well, like I'm tra- having trouble placing the name. I think I would say based on cuz I had to like Google him based on the bagginess of the jersey, I would say 90s. Um, oh, so probably before that's I mean it, that's admittedly before I started watching. I mean, I've watched so much historical shit, but it's not never been in the context of like I never watched a Oh, really? A so 90s. I thought you were watching in the 90s already. I knew I wasn't. I, I still I didn't like soccer then. Well, there's I a actively disliked it. <laughs> I'm glad that you came around this podcast. I did. would be a different idea. Yeah, um, sucks. But, <laughs> but, but Jeff, I think in the '90s, like for me, I was I was young enough that like I played. Yeah. I played from third grade on, and I was aware. But like, I don't I don't remember where I would have even watched it because it wasn't even ubiquitous right. until like the 2000s, until like the late 2000s. Like I I struggled watching until like NBC plus came out or whatever NBC sports online. Like that's when you could suddenly start to watch everything. Um, Yeah. It was like in the not so distant past, you just couldn't pay to watch things that you wanted to watch, which is kind of like I have have a friend who he was like, he was living in England, massive Liverpool fan to this day, but then his family moved to Alaska and he said after that, like I would get like maybe like once a month they would post like a few of the scores in like the Alaska newspaper and that would be like all he had. Like, did we win the league? <laughs> like there was just no contact. Do you feel a ton of joy if you just read the sentence like your team, your club has won the league and you're like, oh, like, I feel it all now. It's washing <laughs> over me. From this. Who's that kid running around the block with screaming with joy <laughs> when no other kids are? Not me. That's, that's probably why people like Times New Roman at all. They're just like all this good news always comes in it. It's always it's always size eight Times New Roman in the newspaper. Always good news. Yes, um, I know. Okay, I only you you just said something though about how you know there was a period in the not too distant past where we couldn't watch it in the UK. Right now, you can't watch it. Like 
the crazy, and this is a great segue to maybe the big soccer story that I wanted to bring up, which is Mm -hmm. a little selfish. Um, Ronaldo returning. If you were not at Old Trafford, you did not get to watch it. (laughs) That's crazy. They didn't, they didn't broadcast it at all in the UK. 3 p.m. matches for whatever reason. I, I mean, the, the vague gist oh, of the that's reason right. is that they want to encourage you to go to the grounds, and they were they thought, oh, if if all these matches locally are available on television, why would anyone travel down to the stadium to watch? Which is completely flawed logic. Insane. Of course, you'd rather be there right. than watching it at home. Um, but so that that makes a lot of sense. In terms of protecting their interests, I guess, if you're like a panicked child sort of decision maker that that the Premier League is. Um, But they pick those matches out in advance for which ones will be aired on the larger, like scheduled around the blackouts, which ones will be on national television in, in the UK. And Newcastle, Manchester United, beginning of the season, not a marquee fixture. Not until. one you'd be excited about until <laughs> until it's Ronaldo Ronaldo's return right after an international break to oh, Manchester United, which is the topic that I wanted to mention. Like you didn't get to see it unless you either pirated and you like watched it in Dutch or <laughs> yeah. had access to like I guess American cable through a VPN. Like you had to you had to go through some some hoops or go there and like I don't know get COVID. Well, Those I mean, your... that's the other crazy thing. I'm like, even even Old Trafford, it seats what fifty thousand. There's what five 60? million people in Manchester. Like, uh, you don't even like. It's funny because the NFL used to do the same thing where if you didn't, it, but theirs was like conditional. Where if the home stadium didn't sell out, then the home market got blacked out of that game. So like. But then after a while, they just realized, like, no, these things are totally unrelated. Like, the guy who's going to, like, watch <laughs> one half of the game on his couch is not deciding between that and buying, like, courtside seats. Like, that's just not how decisions work. Like, Here's the proof, Jeff. I had NYCFC MLS season tickets for, two, I guess it was one whole season, and I was a part of someone else's group for the, for the season before that. And I was going from Brooklyn was getting on three trains to get wow. to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. It's like an hour and 15 minutes either way, maybe a little longer. Uh, super high as well. So, like, I, it, it time slowed down. Time stood still. <laughs> I was still going. Like, and, and all MLS matches have been streamable for a decade and have all been on tele- television up. locally. I never watched them on TV, ever. If I, if I wasn't going, I wasn't participating. So... In a way, it's. I mean, that's my my proof. Maybe because I'm not passionate about NYCFC, that it could be argued against. But like, what what about right. you? Like, what what would what would your approach be if you were like a lo- if you were local to Arsenal? I mean, I think that if I lived close to Arsenal, I would love to go to the stadium. But the truth is, is like, dude, I got kids. I got a job. Like, stuff spills over on the weekends. Like, I might have some birthday party I gotta drive someone to. Like, there's a real good chance that I would just need to watch the game. I totally forgot that about the UK. But now that you say that, like, friends of mine who lived in the UK, they said it's actually very strange because you'll go to the pub for the noon game, you watch the noon game, and then you, you stay. I mean, you're not leaving the pub. And then there's like another game that's going to come on at seven. But then the three o'clock game, you're just sitting in the pub and you're just watching the scores. 
because they're allowed to update you. So it's like it's like the worst version spoiler. of the NFL Red Zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like yeah. just yeah. like here with another spoiler. <laughs> yeah, you know it's terrible. Right. It's a real dumb idea. But like, all right. So for, uh, sorry, anyone who's listening to this episode, uh, you're not only getting to meet the soccer's, you're getting to meet Jeff's uh, little soccer balls. Uh, so Jeff, yep. do you want to just for the context of the podcast? Explain you have a family. I, Skylar, uh, I have like a broom with googly eyes on it. So we're at <laughs> opposite ends of the family commitment spectrum. But Jeff, your perspective is always going to be through those. It's true. Yeah, a lot of people have like spoken, like honestly, even like to, to block off that like two hours a weekend to get like the Arsenal game in, it takes like some serious scheduling. Like there's Google calendars involved. You know what I mean? Like, what about What if we have to go to Lucia's birthday? You know, what if I, I mean, have to? You're you gonna know? you're gonna miss, I guess, uh, a, a pinata <laughs> in this case. <laughs> you'll you'll defer your anguish. Yeah, no, I I do also find, and this could be this could have something to do with Arsenal's recent form, but the more like the more hall passes I have to like like take out and use to get to watch the Arsenal game, the more likely it is that we lose like five nil to Brentford. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like the more effort that it takes on my part, the more inconvenient it is on everyone that I love, then like chances are I will not enjoy that game even in the slightest. So Patrick Vieira's crystal palace are coming to town. You might not even bother watching that one because that's going to, you're going to, Spend two favors on like a tragedy, on a Shakespearean tragedy in the making. Although there is a little part of me that if if Vieira came and beat us, I feel like that would hurt less somehow because it's Vieira. You know what I mean? Like he he's the one where as soon as he like started with Crystal Palace, everyone just instantly sent the Obi Wan Kenobi meme around the Arsenal blogosphere <laughs> of like, we will watch your career with great interest. Wait, that's not even Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, is it? That's a uh, Anakin, and who is Anakin the guy that actually said and, that? Uh, the Emperor. G. Oh Anakin. yes! Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's Anakin, and uh, because Papa no one Jean. else on Earth was watching Anakin's career with great interest, considering it was the prequels. True. Boom. We're what we're avoiding referencing your former career with great. Well, they, no, they wanted. They wanted to watch his career with great interest, but unfortunately it was blacked out on uh, Tatooine because they wanted people to go to the podcast races, obviously, you know, or the the pod, the pod with the podcast races, the pod races. Now that's pod racing. Now that's podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Wow. That's the dankest reference that is appropriate for, I guess, what this podcast is going to be. That's like... (laughs) appropriate it's very appropriate i'd also i'd like to congratulate this podcast on the coverage of the ronaldo issue that you brought up because we have really gotten to the bottom of it no i mean well all right so jeff will always be a little tired being in austria and i will always be a little high being in america so together (laughs) that's this is what you're sounding out yeah, this is I, I thought about that. Like, should I pour myself like a couple fingers of whiskey to try to like get on the same level? But I you think you want to go would... finger yourself now. I can wait. Am I, I can I kind of no. Yeah, check right. this out. I bet you I can talk and say meaning. Ooh, are you going to fill some airtime? I can fill airtime. Okay, you to go get a drink. Fill, Ready? fill some airtime. Right. Ready? So, go. So I guess the thing I want to talk to it, or talk about is. I, podcast envy in, in a lot of ways 
thinking about what this podcast could be, it's, yeah, I, I know we, I just talked a lot of shit about Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl's podcast because I don't think that they have a lot of chemistry. They're not very funny. Uh, they're both kind of hard to hear. Uh, I think Robbie Earl, <laughs> Robbie Earl sounds like he's talking with marbles in his mouth. And, I, and I'm saying this as someone who is currently talking with Invisalign. I feel like, but they're a bad example. I'm not even done, Jeff, filling the airtime. Uh, Jeff's back with his finger. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go make but, a much fancier cocktail then while Skylar continues to monologue. <laughs> you're like, um, but, but basically, I was just saying how like podcast envy is a real thing where I, I know I just talked a lot of shit about Robbie's Earl and Musto, but also thinking about like things like the football ramble. Or my my favorite United podcast is no question about that, and it's and it's it's just the most enjoyable listen because not only are both groups great at conversation and bantering, and like that's what it's all about, and that's I think the thing we want to do is the banter part is the the really interesting part. But like fuck, they're like four, five, six professionals deep at at like constant banter perfect segments planned out, having the news bulleted out. They watch eight matches each week. This is their full-time job. Jeff, you just said you had to book time to watch Arsenal and then book time for this. And, like, for me, I just decided to not get too high to do this, which is a huge <laughs> sacrifice. So, like, we're, we're, we're having to sort of, like, piece it together, and it's never going to be as good as theirs. And I think it's – that's the I topic don't... I want to put there. But I want to put that out – Front and center, so people that are listening or person that are listening um, understand that we're like super insecure about this, or I'm super insecure about this. You don't care. Mm. Are you are you insecure? Because you're you're a podcaster. We've already benefited from the talking to myself bump. I mean, you you <laughs> podcast all the time. It's uh, I, I thought you would have been extremely secure. Well, but that's different because that's like me trying to do something that I consider comedically interesting and like there's nothing to compare it to. There's no like one person multi-party improv comedy podcast that I can feel insecure juxtaposed against. Yeah, that would Whereas be. And if you did have that, that would suck worse because you wouldn't be able. Oh, well, they have all the money in the world. They have all those professionals. It would just be like, well, that individual guy is better. Yeah, because. His multiple personality disorder is more pronounced than mine, and that's horseshit. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> Jeff, did you? Did, how'd you like that voice that I just did? It was awesome. <laughs> for the listener, Jeff just did a voice, and I took credit for it because you can't see who's talking. Um, <laughs> all right, Ronaldo issues. Uh, it should be like this, maybe this episode should be called like Ronnie issues, but then that's gonna sound like it's all about one of the issues that I want to bring up instead of... Well, you know. I don't know. So do you have issues that you wanted to bring up? Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, because I feel like you, there's so many levels you can talk about Ronaldo on. Like, on many levels, storybook ending. Or storybook chapter. Or who? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, it would, it would be a cool ending if he, like, ended his career in United. Dot, dot, dot. Assuming he's not a terrible rapist is that the other issue you were yeah, gonna bring so up it's the issue is compartmentalization right uh, like how many how many people 
that told me like when Michael Jackson died that were just like, he's the greatest. And I was like, yeah, but he's like a child molester. <laughs> right. And Or like R. Kelly is a more recent example of like, you might love his music. I've never liked it that much because it's always been a bit melodramatic for me. But but like watching his documentary, I'm like, oh my God, this monster. Like I would never want to be a part of a penny going into his pocket. Right. And Ronaldo have and like, and to be fair, the documentary for R. Kelly is pretty damning. Whereas Ronaldo's why isn't there a documentary for Ronaldo yet? Is it just one accuser? Because I feel like this thing is one linked. accuser. It's okay. one, it's like it's from what we have heard thus far. It was a one-time thing. It wasn't like the Monica Lewinsky. Like by the way, I also just watched the, the whatever that show is. Uh, impeached impeachment. Story, American American horror impeachment story. <laughs> that's it. Um, but like yeah, I just watched witch, that and Monica Lewinsky. No, but, but that's like Bill Clinton would regularly like lure people into a hotel room and try to put the full court press on, like feeling them up or worse. But he's one where like sounds- with him, he's been accused of so much crazy stuff over the years that you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, father-in-law. But like. I, I listened to uh, there's like the slow burn podcast that they talked all about Clinton. And like, I kind of do think that he did some raping now. But like, I think a lot of the other stuff that he's accused of, like, I don't think he killed Vince Foster. I don't think that he's actually like secretly a lizard. But like, I mean, he was definitely a hornball and was not great at making good decisions and thought everybody wanted to be in bed with him. So like, that's kind of a recipe for a rapist. And but it would not surprise me if he was. In a way, that's the perfect person to compare him to because Ronaldo is the most followed person on social media. Yeah. Like, he is, I mean, right now he's 36. A decade ago, he was, he was 20, or is he 35, 36, whatever he is. A decade <laughs> right. ago. A decade ago, was that would make him 70. Happened. No, I'm grabbing that. No, a, a decade ago, he'd be in his mid 20s. He's like a, an Adonis. He's like a David right. Beckham level Adonis who just happens to me 10 times the athlete and 10 times the social media presence and to like, I don't know, young women, if that's, if that's who Ronaldo's interested in, like that's gotta be like, just like a no vaccine. Where, I was like, going to say, Ronaldo's like he is there. not used no. to, like he doesn't even know what to do with someone not being interested. He has, has he experienced that since he was like 13, you know, that's, but that's not to excuse. No. Hearing a no and acting differently, I think it's that he didn't. Yeah, I think he just doesn't ask because he's like everything's yeah. lubricated for him in his whole life. And I mean it's that such a bad word choice, but go ahead. No, I think such a perfect word choice because I mean that in terms of like his since he's be- broken out as a as a global sports phenomenon. Like right. I feel like everything's gotten so easy for him. Like yes, the money right away yeah. makes things easy, but like. He has his his home country. The airport is named after him, and he's not dead. He's in his thirties. Like, yeah, that's Ronald pretty Reagan insane. Airport. They had to they had to wait. <laughs> he had to die and be president first, and both of those things would suck to do. They had to wait for his acting career to end before naming the airport after him. Um, <laughs> no, but- you know the other one that it really reminds me of is it reminds me of Kobe. Where it's like, it's this guy who's kind of at the height of his power, both like as a media personality and as an athlete. And like, I mean, he's like athlete guy, rich guy, handsome guy, young guy, like just all the powerful things that you can be in one. And then also weirdly, I mean, like, I feel like so much of 
whether or not these sort of accusations stick and like what effect they have on someone's life and their career seems to be timing. I'm like, I remember hearing about this if accusation. It in the 70s, it goes away. And well, sure. No but even or, like, or they... like if, if this happened a week after like the Louis C.K. article had come out in the New York Times, I think that it would have been treated a lot differently. But it happened, bef- it like sort of happened before that and after that. So like there was uh, there was not enough scrutiny originally. And then there was like almost fatigue of scrutiny. So he didn't get it. You know, and like, so like, weirdly, the timing has been just right. I mean, it's very similar with like that you brought up R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. And like, I feel like people are sort of in agreement about R. Kelly now, when actually, like, if Michael Jackson did what he is alleged to have done, it's like, I don't know, you don't want to compare these things. But what he did was very heinous, maybe worse. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it is tough to put like a monetary value on on the badness when it's the, when the people involved are people that are don't yeah. have full agency or are you know seriously pressured by someone that represents like a living god to maybe to them to everyone that they know to like the culture that they live in like right man this this like post two thousand and. 16, 17, slow build empathy is really making it hard to like support a lot of culture. And I'm not saying that like as a complaint, I'm saying it as a realization and, and, and then bringing that back to like, all right, so Ronaldo, right? Like, yeah, I didn't even hear about this, the possibility that he was guilty of, of rape charges until like a few years ago, like it was, it was years after it happened. I think they, right. uh, they must've done a really great job with that initial, they were, co- they were covering it up whether it happened or not. And I understand even if it didn't happen, you don't want page six, like sort of supposing what if based on nothing, which they do. And are, like, I understand that. And I think they used but, to be even more flippant about that, like pre me too, where like they, it was just salacious gossip then. Like it wasn't even taken seriously. It was just like, Oh, like, what name can we splash on the paper? And because there were no know. penalties yet, they're like people sure. weren't losing their careers over it. And then, but now, now, now they are, and there are repercussions. And it's weird because I don't want to say the rules have changed because they haven't. I mean, I, I, mm. I can remember maybe being like a little bit not understanding why, like my freshman and high school girlfriend didn't want me to like touch her boobs. I, I. I can remember being confused about that and not getting it and probably asking a bunch of times because nobody taught me how to interact like that. But I was, what, 14 or what, however old you are. Um, and I'm going to say that once once I understood the sort of emotional component of sexuality, which, which was something that came after the urges and came after the like yeah. hormones and all that, yeah, my behavior changed. So the rules haven't changed for people who understand other people's other people having the right to do what they want and like how how emotionally damaging sexual interaction can be when it's not on your terms when you're not comfortable like all understanding that comes to you but like i was a fan of ronaldo i was such a fan of ronaldo like the era he was at united was like my that was the end of the glory days that i got to be a part of and then he went on to become like the Jordan of, and again, let's not do Ronaldo Messi. It's boring. They're both, they're both the best ever. I feel like we can just say that. 
because they yeah. both have the the right to to that sort of special title. But like, and we were so lucky to get to see them. Like, I don't know. It's the same as like Magic Bird or whatever. But it's like it's even more than that. We're like to have the best two soccer players ever happen to exist at the same time on the two biggest rivals of all time. Like that was pretty cool. Um, and then they started evading taxes and possibly <laughs> raping. And so maybe, I don't know. At the taxes bit, but yeah, but yes. And, and, or, or they've always been doing that. And we're only now just finding out about it because women are, are just feeling like the risk of coming out about it. It's finally worth it compared to suffering. Compared yeah. to suffering and letting it define you in silence and not being able to tell anybody because a it's embarrassing and mortifying that 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 anyone should know that about you when it's already something that's like crushing you. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, way, it's I'm one of the most underreported crimes, just in general, and like it's and kind under, of understandable why. And you see the way that many people have been treated who've come forward. You know, it's almost impossible to prosecute um, somebody over it. Like the the the, the fraction of, of accusations that lead to any form of repercussion is like it's like a 10 it's like 10 percent or something like less than that it's bad i mean i don't want to make up a statistic on something as important as a soccer podcast yes (laughs) but but like look it up but i remember recalling recently that it was some like shockingly low percentage uh, of people that are brought to justice because they can't imagine that 90 percent of those accusations are like anyone who would suggest 90% of people who would come out and say something like that are, are making it up would is insane. So clearly there's a lot. We, we know there's a lot going undealt with. And so as that pertains to Ronaldo and the specifics right. of his, of the story that we know, which has changed multiple times from Der Spiegel, the, or, or the source that they were referencing. There was like some document, where it was documentation of Ronaldo talking to, I think, his lawyer. He, I, I, I struggle to understand it from Ronaldo's perspective. Like, I'm, I haven't even googled who this person is, and I don't want to. It's not. I'm not trying to like, yeah, pry more further into her life than look what for you like put out some there. ad hominem sort of thing. Yeah, but but if you're Ronaldo, couldn't you just walk outside naked and someone would? But, you know, I mean, that's that's the, that's the thing that people always said. People have said that for Kobe, like, to a certain extent, I think, you know, probably the same for R. Kelly. Like, so many guys that but have Ronaldo had this. Ronaldo is, like, it's like I, that's not He's beautiful. Like, that, that isn't, it's, I, I think that's entirely too, too reasonable of a thought, you know, because it's such a, it's such a heinous thing to do that if you're, you know, the people that do it, it's not a rational thought. It's something else. I mean, but let me ask you this, like, among, because... You're one of the only people that I know in the Manchester United sphere that I've heard think about it. Like, um, I mean, is this, is this like a weird thing? That's because obviously on on paper, you guys have the best player, and he came back. It's like this amazing re, like you know, literally reunited. Um, it's this amazing story, and then like right away in the first game, two goals. Um, is this something that is like in the back of United fans' mind? Is it something that's completely blocked out? Is it something they could never believe about him? Like, is there division? Like, what what's going on in your fan world? So this is 
I would say I have a few ways I can answer this. One is from just listening to the other United-specific podcasts, which I listen to a number of. Um, and I'm going to say they've all mentioned it. All of them have at least brought it up. Have they? Like, like in the wake of he signed out of nowhere. Uh, he, he came yeah. back out of nowhere. Like, United's transfer window had looked like it was over, and then Ronaldo was sort of like the the surprise... Christmas gift that's hidden in the laundry room or whatever that's like, oh, there's one more. It was and like a surprise Christmas gift that was hidden in a prison cell that you thought you were <laughs> going to have to go to of him going to Man City. And then instead, yeah. it turned out that that prison cell was a party room booked at a bowling alley for you and your friends. Like, it was yeah, a pretty like a big swing. Arrest. It's a like, fake arrest that leads to a stripper, but like a good stripper. Yes. <laughs> yes. That or, was like or real. Like, that was like very sex positive and awesome at consent and like all those yeah. things. Or, or like it's like, hey, you know what? We're gonna make steamed Brussels sprouts for dinner, and then they're kidding. They're getting the Brussels sprouts from a restaurant. Like that's. <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, wait, I kind of like Brussels sprouts. How are they steamed? What kind of seasoning steamed, are we talking? Steamed, unseasoned, mushy. Like you mom. want it almost nineties mom Brussels sprouts. Yeah, you want I it gotcha. salty. You want soy sauce. You want all of that. But anyway, like. It, the initial reaction was, yes, he's not going to City. He's coming to us? Holy crap. That means, wait, wow, that's, that's, we're going to score a couple more goals. Like, that, that's going to lift up the team. That's, gonna, that's like a, a winning leader. And then it was in the, the, the rainfall of journalism that then happened. That was kind of what jogged my, like, I even for, had forgotten about the last time, the first time I had heard about this because it sounded like, it went away and not, and I guess at that point in time, I wasn't, I didn't think about it anymore. And maybe I should have, and maybe that should have stuck with me more when I heard about it than what, 2017 or, or oh, yeah, I mean, well, that I was thinking about that too, is like it, there was this weird, I remember when it came out and I remember thinking it's kind of damning. And I remember there was like, there was this whole wave before me too, of like, I remember there being a bunch of athletes accused of things like this, like, uh, you know, like college football quarterbacks and things like that, like rel- like not definitely not as high profile as Ronaldo, but like people that have some media imprint, certainly in America that were going through this. And I was think I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop and then it never dropped. And then it was like, I mean, there's something he's got this sort of Clinton esque quality about him where it's like and then there were all the like things about tax evasion and stuff. And then you wait for the other shoe to drop there. And, and that but it shoe happened hasn't to Messi dropped too. Like Messi, true, true, was basically Absolutely. Panama Papers. But 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 I I think it's like that level of and it, and I think the reason I'm glad we're talking about it, Jeff, is that I feel that ma- that sort of magnetic wish for it to not be true. I feel sure. I feel, or maybe magnetic's not the right word, but like I almost feel like it radiates. Like the I love this club so much, and therefore love all of you know the the past players. Yeah, I, I, until it's proven true, which I don't know if it can be, I so want it to not be true. That does not mean it's not true. Of course not. But I also I think it's kind of important, you know, like not that um, not that anything that we can do on like a fan podcast with three followers is important. But if oh, there's anything generous. important that we can do, because I was like, also, we don't even have three followers yet, but. Like, if there's anything that we can do that is important. Your wife and your two children. I guess you're right. Three (laughs) followers. No, but my kids, they don't have their own devices yet. And I feel like if I give them to them now, that would start a big problem. Because, like, you know, anyway. 
No, but seriously, like the the one thing that I would say is that like I think that among the sort of rank and file soccer fans like ourselves, there really is an appetite to know this. And there, you know, I'm sure that there are some people that would like to have it swept under the rug. But if there's one like sort of positive thing that we could say is that no, like if there's an issue here, and especially if this is not, you know, if this is not just like a, a an individual case. You know, because there was recently, um, you know, there's the whole Mendy thing we haven't brought up yet. Well, because I don't know that much about it. I remember I read that he was going to be, I think, in jail until his trial. But I didn't read the specifics like I read the Der Spiegel Ronaldo specifics. Yeah. So if you know more than me, please. Well, and, and look, I am not one of the like greatest minds in the field of criminology by any means. Um, but I, I'll say what I know about it is like, I think that. Like with the Ronaldo thing, there seems to be a little bit of like fact finding that needs to be done. There's a little bit of like fact finding that might be impossible to be done. Whereas yeah, two it's a decade ago. It's too late. With Mendy, I think that's not the case. With Mendy, I think you're talking about a monster. You're talking about dozens of victims. You're talking, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's something where. I am. It's there, I mean, I there's I'm absolutely not no possible gray areas with it. So from what I, I mean, I don't know. You should probably read all the way to the bottom of the article. But, but it, this isn't a research podcast, so I, that's why I feel comfortable coming true. on here and just talking. We're literally just yeah. talking. There's Go- no- Google Mendy yourself and you decide. But all I mean, I know that his brother has said, the other Mendy that is also a football player has said, like, I'm done with him. Like, I that guy is not. Fuck, wow. Like, he's he's nothing to me now. So All right, so I Google it. This is the first article I see from the Telegraph. Man City remove all mentions of Benjamin Mendy on Club Shop website after rape charge. So, I mean, I'm seeing an article about damage control, but I'm trying to see if there's one that, like, summarizes the entire story. Yeah. And wait, two weeks ago, The Athletic, why did Manchester City let Benjamin Mendy play on? There will definitely be a question there of, like, when did they know and what did they know kind of thing? Whereas like with the Ronaldo one, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know the specifics. I'm not sure if anybody does besides Ronaldo and, you know, the person, his accuser. But there's a little part of me that thinks at least one of the possibilities is that this could be, you know, something like the Aziz Ansari thing, where it's like... That's so funny because they did, but they did very different things in that i think it sounded like aziz was just like a whiny persistent i please have sex with me please have sex with me on a date like trying to throw his celebrity around his buddy yeah. celebrity and it came across as like very cringy and like inappropriate but not like he didn't rape anybody like aziz although i think like the people that wrote the original sweat. article i think they were i think they were trying to put his behavior out there as like this has crossed like a line maybe even like in a criminal way and then everyone read it and it was like this is like real yucky, but I don't think it did, you know, like it certainly, mm-hmm. it didn't rise to the level of a Louis CK or some of these other like worse stories that we had gotten accustomed to hearing. I, right. it, it certainly wasn't like a Weinstein moment. Right. Whereas, and so I think be, like, that's the one thing in some, in some ways, like it's so hard to judge as, you know, as like a media consumer, the way that we are of like, are these 
you almost have to judge not by like the preponderance of the evidence, but by the preponderance of the accusation. Like part of the reason that you know that Harvey Weinstein was a bastard is because it wasn't one incident that was debatable. It wasn't two. It wasn't three. It was, you know, what was it? It was dozens and dozens or hundreds even. Right. So it was like there was kind of no He's a danger. Right. Whereas like that's the one thing that you could sort of say that I, I don't even know if you want to go so far as to say it's in Ronaldo's defense, but like it's this does seem to be an isolated incident whatever happened it, whatever happened may have been terribly wrong but it, it's i mean that's it, like people people can do horribly fucked up things people and can my, make one mistake you know what i mean like he could have even done it and it wasn't a mistake he just did it but like didn't i don't know have have any form of empathy and like Ronaldo to, to, to the public seems like a great guy. Like he looks after everyone from his hometown, his home country. Like he, he takes care of people, all of that. Sure. But I don't know how much of that is like, he's got a great heart versus he's very well sculpted at this point. And, he does, I, he does strike me as a massively narcissistic personality in like in the same way that politicians are and that many other kinds of celebrities are where like he knows like he's the kind of guy who likes playing with children because he knows that people will enjoy watching him play with children. You know what I mean? Like he, I think he gets what people like to see from him and he likes to make these big gestures. And like, I mean, there are even and things he does. Team. There are people that like, even like his literal teammates, like he will like say the right thing. He will like, and like where even like me as like some middle-aged guy on the couch is like, Oh man, it must be fun to play with Ronaldo. Like not only because he's one of the greatest, perhaps the greatest player to ever play the game, but he just like, he's like a total bro in like a way that is like, of like, Oh, that would be so enjoyable to have someone pump you up like that when you're like having a bad moment on the field or like to have someone instill the confidence of the greatest living player in he's you when you're about to success. take a penalty, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but there but is a little part of me that's like, well, of course. I mean, he's he's very good at playing this like public relations game, you know. It, yes, and and I I agree with with you on th- his presentation is a part of his success. Therefore, it seems sure. like he figured out how to. Sorry, I just moved my microphone away. Um, his presentation is a part of his success, so he mastered that too because, and this is maybe a problematic phrasing, but he feels like he's like somewhere on the spectrum in that his sole focus on being like the greatest player that ever lived and like constant winning, constant scoring, constant success, I don't think could be explained by anything other than some sort of alternative cognitive no. wavelength. You know, like I'm, yeah, I, that's also Absolutely. why I don't sense like empathy or like, a, I don't want to say he doesn't have a soul because if <laughs> that's like a mean thing to say to anyone, but like, it he feels like a, a winning robot to me, and, and always has. Yeah. And that's been 100%. a great part of Manchester United. If you want Manchester United to win, Ronaldo is a great yeah, winning and to, robot and to a certain extent. Like you know who else is like that? Gigs. You know who else is probably mm-hmm. like that? Thierry Henry. Like every you know you don't get to that level by being a normal dude. It's just, I mean, to me the the defining story for Ronaldo's psyche. To me, I wonder how much this one. Cause like, I don't, I'm sure I've read like one tenth of the Ronaldo stories that you have in your lifetime, but 
That's sweet of you to say. Do you remember when when Rio Ferdinand was talking about the ping pong table in the locker room? Have you heard this story? Probably, but go on. So he ba- what did basically Ronaldo do with the ping pong balls, Jeff. <laughs> So Manchester United just like threw a ping pong table in with like all the training gear and stuff. And it was just like, oh, the boys will enjoy playing with this. And Ronaldo had like never played ping pong before. And he was he played against Rio, who was like like a good, like good at ping pong for a normal guy, kind of good at ping pong. And he worked him. And then, like, you know, everybody's so used to Ronaldo winning and everything that they were kind of giving it to him and like, oh, you know. And then so Ronaldo does not touch the ping pong table again for like months. And then suddenly in like a way that's like almost uh, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like sort of a very casual in a suspicious way. It's like, hey, would you like to play ping pong again, friend? And then um, it became clear that he had done nothing but practice ping pong for like (laughs) several months, like just by himself, just drilling like Forrest Gump. And then he worked Rio over. And then, like, and after that, they were like, honestly, like, I don't think any of us played ping pong after that for years because it just, like, took the fun right out of it. But it's like, to me, that it's like, is there any story that sums up Ronaldo better than that? Like, of course. Of course. I mean, just think about the psyche you have to have. Like, imagine when you, like, this, this is very much in the Man United era, so you'll remember this, but, like, there was a point where he just could have been like a pretty good winger for Man United. You know what I mean? The way that you've had a bunch of pretty good wingers who like he contribute maybe 10 up. goals, eight goals, maybe like get another 10 assists. Like he could have done that. And then instead he stayed after practice for two hours every day and he got really good at finishing. So now, you know what I mean? Like he converts a little bit more and he gets really good at this and his diet is all Tom Brady-esque. And you know what I mean? Right. Just on so many levels, like I think a lot of us would have been content with something that he could have never been content with, you know? It's like when Christian Bale transforms his whole body and personality for a role to the point where it's like medically inadvisable, but he's done the opposite. It's like right. he's... He's, he's made it his goal to be the healthiest player that ever lived because he never wants to stop playing. And the day that he retires, I think he's probably going to have a, an anxiety attack at the very least, if not a full mental breakdown. Because yeah. winning in, in football has defined him for so long. So so I feel like we're, we're like different in different tangents. We're sort of trying to like talk about this guy who is a larger than life you know, sports icon and what it means. And I don't think anything that we've said is trying to say definitively, like he is good. He is bad. He is evil. He is innocent. None of that. It's more just like all of these things are floating around and there's not a clear answer. There's like, there's not enough for like, cause I'm addicted to following this club, Jeff. And I know you're not addicted to United, but like, I know you can empathize for Arsenal in that. Like he, he, I wasn't like going to like re- post about Ronaldo on the internet for the past 10 years because he left United a decade ago, over a decade ago. But coming back and the fact that he's like, he is a part of the next two plus years of this club's future. Yeah. It's like I'm having to make my peace with either I sacrifice this addiction that I have that I, that is got me through the pandemic as it's like all that I care about. I wake up and I'm just like reading about it all day long. Or I have to, 
be comfortable with being uncomfortable with what's gone on with him. And I, and I'm not sure I'm, it's uncomfortable. Like I, I don't, there's, I'm yeah. not going two weeks from now, three, like it'll still be a topic that comes up the next time we record. I, like it's not going to go away. I feel like that's what we can, that's our due diligence, right. Is to just keep bringing it up and in, in relevant ways. Yeah. And not, and not brush it under the carpet, so to speak. But all like, I also, I don't, like, I don't, I'm not going to, I can't cancel him. I don't have a button that cancels someone from like a hype, he, from an innocent until proven guilty situation that looks very damning, but it's still innocent until proven right. guilty. Like, I, I, and that might be me rationalizing and I'm just rambling at this point because one podcast, but two, like, I don't, I haven't, I haven't, but that, I mean, but that's as far as we can go. Cause it's like, we're not the detectives. We're not the legal system. But I do think that what we are is we are consumers of the thing that he puts out. And I think it's in some little way, the only thing that we get to really bring up into this is like, actually, yes, we do care. Like, because I think that there there are definitely fans like I'm sure there are plenty of R. Kelly fans. I'm sure there are plenty of Louis C.K. fans that would have just preferred it all to go away, whether or not it was true. Whereas like Mm -hmm. for me, like if he did something that was questionable, like I would like that to be out in the daylight. If he did something that was beyond questionable, that was just like straight up monstrous. I think that that also has to come out into the daylight. If it turns out, you know, if it turns out that he, he is actually the saint that he portrays himself to be and that he is the nicest guy in the world and that he's, you know, pays the bills of everyone in his hometown and he does all these great things, then, you know, like I, I'm comfortable with whatever the truth is. But I do, I am interested in the truth. And I think that that is probably the only like meaningful thing that like could come from me. That's my only vote that I get, you know? If it were, I mean, if we can stop talking about United for a second and talk about Arsenal, if it were Thierry Henry or it were some legend and forget even like retired legends, but like, if we had like, any uh, good players on our team now, come back, and it was yeah. one of them. <laughs> if Odegaard, I mean, I don't know. Do- <laughs> Hold on. What? My Alexa just went off while we were... Dude, Odegaard's lawyers must be amazing. They're cutting you off. Like, you can't even say his name in this conversation. Yeah, how did Odegaard trigger anything? What did Odegaard do? Sorry. God damn it, Odegaard. This is ruining. This is ruining the podcast. I'm sorry. Either you heard it. All right, let's start it from the top. Do you want to go back from the top and just redo everything we just said? Alexa, I don't want you to play music. We're not paying for the rights for music. Like, what? What are you thinking? (laughs) Alexa's trying to bankrupt us. Like, Mm. I, I mean, far be it from me to silence another voice on this podcast, Jeff, but that was inappropriate and that was interruption. I want to silence Jeff Bezos. I want to silence Jeff Bezos and and Alexa. That's it. Everyone else gets a voice. Is it Bezos or Bezos? Because I might be doing your Patreon. I was going to say, I honestly don't know. I I feel like I've been living in Europe so long that I don't know how to vowel anymore. Where like it's just vowel. Yeah, my vowel, vowel, vowel. No, I don't know how to vowel anymore.
Like that, I asked, isn't it, wait, was that is that like Sven Goran Eriksson? Avella. Avella. But wait, before before we got sidetracked by Vowels and Alexa, I was gonna say, like, I commend you for having like the uh for having like the presence of mind that in spite of this like amazingly emotional like cause this is a storyline. This honestly isn't even a storyline out of sports. It's a storyline out of sports entertainment. This is a WWF storyline of like, oh, look at that. Like, you remember that guy that used to be tag team champion with that other guy? Like, they're back and they're like, it's stone cold and they're smashing beer. You know what I mean? It, it is a larger than life storyline. You couldn't script something this perfect. So even in spite of all that, for you to have the presence of mind to be like, well, yes, but what is the underlying reality? And like, at what point does we haven't mentioned you know, the story does real, does real life actually Trump that storyline and Trump, even Trump, the own, I mean, he's still, it's not even just a storyline. He's, he's very, very good on the field as he proved last weekend with two goals. Like he could have had a hat trick very easily. I, honestly, not like, yes. Was I happy when to see 60,000 people chanting his name? Yes. Was I happy to come back from, Two weeks of very frustrating United States men's national team World Cup qualifying, which we could bring up, uh, and 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 see a, a four-one victory. Yes, it was. It felt good. It felt like from through through my little looking glass into the United Kingdom, it looked like COVID was over in Manchester. You know, it looked like a happy. It must be if they put that many people in such a small area. Geez. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be ready to go back yet. Uh, but like. All of that was there, and then when it came time to talk about this, I felt like it it would be disingenuous to like start with the sizzle and then get to the substance. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. We're all changing as people over the last however long. I mean, if you're not changing, you're standing still. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm I feel like this podcast. It can be a lot of fun. Of course, we could talk a lot about stupid shit, but like... I was going to say, I I really feel hell, this is such an interesting first episode because this is almost nothing at all like I envisioned it would go. Um, and I'm of not course. sure that the other ones will be this ser- I don't think that there'll be an issue this serious to talk about it on future episodes, but yeah, no, like... I mean, what I was coming around to here before is like if, if, if Obama Yang or... I mean, gosh, we just really don't have any good players, do we? But, you know, if someone, yeah, there, there's no, no one Obama of equal Yang stature. Obama Yang wasn't even born here. Obama Yang was born in Africa. If it turned out that Obama <laughs> Yang's long-form birth certificate had been forged, I would want to be the first one to say that he should not be president of the United States. In fact, I, I will go on the record now saying Pierre I'm Emerick confused. Obama Yang should never be president of the United States of America. I will say I, that. By the way, I'm such an asshole. He was actually born in France. It's just that he plays for G- Gabon. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very, very French. He just like I'm his, so sorry. his dad is from Gabon. But yeah, that was an that was a Barack Obama joke. I was I was going after yes, yes. American conservatives with that joke. So it can't, lest anyone think that I Dude. disrespected where he's from. The That's amount of people that we have was. just taken down on this podcast. We took Guys, down Ronaldo. Boom. Take that. We took down the American conservative movement. Boom. Like, just And we lost 100% solved. of our subscribers in the same <laughs> one fell swoop. Yeah. Even, yeah. My two kids, they're like, well, if we don't get our own devices, Dad, that's that. 
It's like some, it's, it's like, our, we have one listener who's like, I like soccer and I like men's rights. And I'm going to try and find a place <laughs> that can meet me where I am. I want traditional American values like 7 a.m. kickoffs and... <laughs> meet the soccers. What, soccer is what we call it in this country. So I'm down with that. And meet, well, they're cordial. They just want to meet after church service <laughs> on a Sunday. Don't have to like the soccers. <laughs> just have to meet them. We have to meet them in the middle. I think he's Compromise. saying you have to what, hand what the soccer players meet. By the way, speaking of meat, yes. How often are in in Vienna? By the way, we have to at one some point we have to do a whole episode that's just about like backstory. Your, no, 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 the soccer <laughs> culture of of Vienna, like from yes. like, what's it like living in a country where it's soccer first or football first? Like that, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, yes. but someday we can get into that. Um, that sounds like, like an international break podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be in October. That might be our right. next one. Who knows? There you go. Oh, wait, fuck. Where were we? Just get me back. Get me back to the previous um, point. We were talking about meat and Vienna. Oh, yeah, meat, meat, meat. So how often do you get to have steak in your life? Steak? I know this is not soccer, but like, yeah, red meat or steak, but preferably steak. Mm. I I love steak. I'm, I've had it like twice in 18 months. Yeah. I don't eat, like, I also, like, I love it. I absolutely love steak, but I don't eat it very frequently. Um, I thought you were going to ask about schnitzel, which is... Oh, but I have schnitzel a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but, I mean, definitely, like, schnitzel is around. Like, that's kind of, like, the go-to meal for my kids. Like, they just love it. How often Um, do you have it? Honestly, I have it as much as, like, I almost never order it for myself, but, like, when you order a child schnitzel, they bring out, like... I don't know. It's basically like a flat, an entire chicken that has been flattened, and then they serve it to like my five year old, and then I'm like, all right, I guess I should clean up some of this mess. But yeah, so I had schnitzel yesterday. Um. <laughs> You're nice. You're a nice dad. I'd be like, you eat that shit. I didn't order this. I ordered what I wanted. I, why would I? Why would I want what you ordered? No. You're a kid. No, but I secretly like love it too because they're like, we brought out the kids' food first. I'm like, you guys aren't gonna finish all of this, are you? Because like, you just get to have like a little fried, little chicken tendy kind of appetizer. But no, um, steak wise, there's like a couple really good steak places that I've seen in Vienna. It's definitely not like a thing here. And I, in general, that's one thing I found like living outside of America is that like in America, you just take for granted how good the beef is. Like mm. even like, I don't know, like so my dad, little backstory on me, my dad used to be a uh, butcher. And so he knows all about good meat. And but he got to a point where he's like, the meat is getting so tender in America that like he would just get like chuck steak and just throw that on the grill. Cause he's like, he wanted something to chew on. Like he didn't want everything to taste like filet and just like melt away in his mouth. Like he wanted something meaty. And like when you go everywhere else in the world, like even the things that we think of as tender, like you get like a ribeye or something like it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's not as, it's not as quote unquote good. Probably actually, you know, I will say, so like somehow we managed to be in this friend circle with a bunch of like South Americans here and some of that's probably the best steak I've had in in Vienna is like when the South like when the uh, the Brazilians and the Uruguayans and the Oh uh, so it's like the, the Argentinians an expat, an expat culture yeah you know like when they start grilling I mean that's serious business that's pretty good stuff 
But yeah. By the way, I wasn't implying that Vienna had like a lot of red meat. If anything, I I all the times I've been to Germany, it was like something you would never really find anywhere. So I was I was wondering yeah. if you missed it. Uh, no, I, 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 and I can get it. And I because like because my wife has the connection with the UN. There's a special UN grocery store that's like legendary in Vienna, where like you can go in and they have like they have everything from around the world. So like we get like our hummus from Syria. Well, probably not Syria because that seems like a bad place to export from you right now. Cereal from Syria. <laughs> that's right. Yes, because that that actually works just fine through the war zone. No, <laughs> but like everything you get is like from the country that it's like best in in that grocery store. Um, and they have Your bombs from America. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> By the way, anyone listening is like UN grocery store. Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, this is real. <laughs> this is this is real relatable content right here. <laughs> well, like, so when I go to Vienna to my UN grocery store, what I do? Yes. Like, what are, guys tweet to us? Tell us what your um, fenced off neighborhoods and gated compounds are like. How many of you have 800 million Instagram followers that have scored 800 goals? Like, we're going from Ronaldo to your life to equally inattainable lifestyles for most people. True. True. I'm the Ronaldo. Uh, You're the Ronaldo of stores. Austria. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Hmm. No, the Ronaldo of Austria would be like, who's their left back? Who's <laughs> really good? Oh, uh, they got, yeah, they got Alaba. Alaba. They love their Alaba. Alaba. I love it so much. I was um, so over the over the summer when we had the Euro going, there was like they were, we were just starting to like get vaccinated and let our guard down a little bit and be like outdoor gatherings and stuff here. And I went to this awesome. This is like this really cool old building in Vienna called the Vuk. Um, so I'm Varinger Strasse. If you've ever Vuk? been to Vienna, W U K, the pronounced the Vuk, and. Um, it's like it was basically like it was an old building they were going to tear down and then a bunch of like anarchists occupied it and turned it into like a awesome community space with like a beer garden and art classes for old people and stuff. And like, it's really cool. Um, but I was like, oh, man, this is like finally Europe because I moved here and nothing, I didn't get to do anything like everything was shut down for COVID. And then my friend that I was at the beer garden with just looked at me. He's like, isn't this depressing? And I was like, what? What do you mean depressing? This is amazing. And then he showed me pictures on his phone from the World Cup like a couple summers back. And I or saw like, elbow to it, elbow. Yeah, I was like, oh, so this is what it looks like when there aren't like a bunch of restrictions. And like, you know, when it's like only vaccinated people allowed in and only this many people per table. And then I realized like oh, I still have like in a weird way. I've, I've lived here for a couple of years and I just have not experienced the place yet because all the things people like to do here, you can't, you still can't quite do. Are you going to get like, or is your wife going to get reassigned to like a new territory before you've ever gotten to really experience Vienna? Mm, We'll be here for at least another year. So I think there's, I feel like, but it's weird. I mean, like at this point, We've lived elsewhere. Like when I lived in Hong Kong after like a year, I felt like I really lived there. I've lived in Vienna for two years. I still feel like I'm visiting Vienna and there's a really good chance next year I'm leaving. So yeah, I don't know. I think that we'll, I think that we'll do a lot of catching up in the next year, but we'll see. Wow. I just got really bummed out. Not, not, not because, (laughs) 
No, no, like because I wanted to visit you there, and it and it hasn't really shaken out that way. Yeah. Um, and I'm bummed out that still it's got time. Just like still got time. I know, but Jeff, like this podcast is the closest thing to me going outside. Still got time. The fact that our voices get beamed over the airwaves to each other. That's right. like, you know, that's going out. That's, uh, I'm a man about town. I'm in the cloud, you could say. <laughs> no, dude, seriously, like, uh, it's, it's weird. We've all become monks over the last year. Except Gary Monk. He's always been one. I don't even know who that is. He, didn't he play for Swan, uh, Swansea? Gary Monk. Or did he manage Swansea? Gary Monk. He does whatever oh. he wants. Is that the Gary Monk, English Gary football Monk. manager, born 6 March 1979. He played center back. Swan- so he definitely he's got played a nice a head of hair, played- Gary Monk, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got kind of like a bit of a an intense, would you say like a Wall Street comb, comb over? I was going to say like, I mean, as much as I think he has a nice head of hair, a lot of people that have this haircut have political views that I very much disagree with. <laughs> right. You're uh Oh, did I just lose you? Sorry. Oh no. Oh, there we go. I was I was I was in a different browser tab trying to look at Gary Monk. I'm like, where's Jeff? How do I get back to Jeff? I've lost Jeff. Sound the sound is still connecting between Vienna and Los Angeles. The emotion that I felt was very much Matthew McConaughey losing his daughter in Interstellar. I was like, mm. Jeff! Where's Jeff? Jeff! <laughs> Jeff! You gotta keep on living, man. Come on. L-I-V-I-N. Do you ever just yell out Murph for no reason? Because I do kind of do that sometimes. Is that an Interstellar reference? I saw yeah, that movie like once and I checked it off. Murph. I was like, never again. What? Like, I'm not like, I'm not like against the movie, but like, I've never been like, oh man, I really want to rewatch Interstellar tonight. Jeff, that is not all right, all right, all right with me. <laughs> no. Oh. Man, high school girls, they are whatever, and I'm an old guy. <laughs> that's yes. how the line should change. Either I get older and... and you stay the same age. <laughs> that's, that's like the, if we made Days of Confused now, it'd be like, high school girls, man, I ain't got nothing to say that's constructive about them. <laughs> high school girls, man, let's go to the next scene. <laughs> Everyone's just like crushing the quad that they've gotten out of the back of a truck that's got like full of ice. They're like, hey man, give me one of them. Yeah. Like all the nerds and the jocks are coming together to drink the quad because they get along now. Also, that's another one that we just fundamentally disagree on how to pronounce. You're, Le- you're going way Frencher than I would. Because I worked on a thing at work for them. And so I is got that how you actually Is that how like they say that you have to say it? And I think they say LaCroix. Oh, okay. But That's I, how I would say it. But Because I like to say something? I'm a LaCroix boy. You like to say that? It's like I do, the worst I enjoy seltzer, Jeff. That. It's the worst. It's like the worst seltzer that is not produced by a grocery store. Oh, really? I like the I like the Pomplamoose quite a bit. It's You need to you need to use Schweppes or uh Canada Dry. Canada <laughs> or, uh, Dry. I have or like Boylan seltzer. Oh yeah! I'm gonna it's hold this right. up to the camera that no one can see except Skylar. But I mostly just drink these like giant bottles of like essentially free soda water here, but they're unflavored. Gerald Gerald Steiner, is that it? Gerald Steiner. Mm. If that is a it. thing, it's not a if, thing in Austria. If you can't spell something, you can't search for it. Um, 
It's Gerolsteiner, G-E-R-O-L-S-T-E-I-N-E-R. And it's like, that's, that's the, the German area, like, carbonated, sparkling mineral water that I'm familiar with. That's the Pellegrino of Germany. So, like, I would assume oh, that you would also yeah, we just... don't have that. Really? We have, we have a bunch. So, this one is the store brand because I am cheap. I want to save that extra 10 cents on my water. Because it's all like plain. There's no for me. I'll Wait. pay extra. Like if it's polar black cherry water, like I'll get out the checkbook for that. But I'm not. If it's just gonna be soda water, then like there's like the the, the better brands here. You got like Roman Kella, and you have Tiroler. But like I don't. I don't. I can't taste the difference. That would just suck, though, to move to another country and to lose all your favorite seltzer brands. Oh man, that's a, that's what's keeping me tethered to this country. Is that the, is, is the mass that is a downside. Seltzer. That is a downside. The wine is better here, but the seltzer is worse. So you know. By the way, uh, I know we've talked about this because we you you had learned German to move there, and I was brushing up on my German. Yeah. Uh, Austria's name in German is one of the most aggressive sounding country names anywhere in any language. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, so those people want to kill me is, is my instant reaction to the to the word. Even yeah. though I know that that's not true, but German I mean, is I don't a know, very German is a very Game of Thronesy language in that like A, it's like all the things sound like Klingon. Where it's like, you know, there's like an aggressive thing to it. But then also like when once you know a bit of German, like everything is just so literally put together. We're like, like, oh, Osterreich, like Eastern Empire. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, King's Landing. I wonder if that's where the king lands, you know, like pragmatic. It's a pragmatic grammar. It's the sounds that were just like made by a Foley artist in some like. (laughs) Yes. Like in the woods with like one of those weird druid hats that I saw in a film strip about Rome conquering Gaul. Yes, that's it. It's like someone holding up two symbols to a microphone. and They're like Stein, like, like <laughs> that's, that, that sounds like a it was a sound before it was like a word or a word part. But I, I, mean, I was trying to explain this to like like people that I talk to here in Austria. And I'm like, like German to American ears. German is so scary but also so funny because it's like our entire experience of German (laughs) is like bad World War II movies, which again, scary and funny at the same time and Mel Brooks, you know what I mean? And like Yiddish, which is not even German, but it's like what we know of German, but it's pretty close. And like, so to us, it's like, like, I don't know, like some ladies yelling at me on the subway for breaking some arcane Austrian rule that I don't know what it is. And to me, I'm just thinking like, oh, He's a Meshuggah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not 100% sure what he is specifically, but I know roughly, I know I'm, the word I'm using is like in the right ballpark. Like if you want to zhuzh something up, you're like, I know what that is. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. But, um, so my, my love of like broken German English comes from being in a German exchange program at an all boys school and the German exchange comes to you and it's like a dozen gorgeous German girls your age or a year or two older. And so they're all like, 
about things that I'm like, hey, <laughs> yes, I, I need to sit next to someone. It's a bus, okay? Like public yeah. transportation is the future. But also it's like all boys school. I'm like, I will sit next to each of you <laughs> one at one time. <laughs> I will find out which of you is my future wife and we will, uh, we will, I don't know, Wait, slowly so come you, to the middle on how we talk. <laughs> you went to an all boys school? How did I not know this? I definitely have talked to you about it. Oh. Wow. Also, Jeff, your audio is now, your audio is working, but your video is now on a bit of a lag. So maybe, maybe we put a, do you want to put a pin in this? We should probably stick a, honestly, there'll be a point much earlier in this conversation that we should end it, but I don't know where it is yet. (laughs) Let's come up with a really good punchy ending that we could just insert anywhere. One of us, if one of us feels like it should end, it should end. So like, how about one of us just goes to the other (laughs) one and says, Jeff, I'm bored. And then that's, and then you go, me too. And then we go, all right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. I mean, we don't have an outro theme song. We spent all of our money on the intro, as you could tell from how awesome The intro and the outro can be the same thing, right? Say goodbye to the suckers. Goodbye to the suckers. <laughs> They're done talking. <laughs> Jeff and Skylar Rusto. You already met the thing. suckers. You forgot their name. Why do you always do this? You forget their name. You go through the motions and shake their hands. And before you know it, they're fucking gone. I should have let you do that without me laughing over it. We could have just clipped it and used it every time. You already met the suckers. <laughs> Wait, do you want to do one real quick where you just sing some bullshit for like three seconds and I don't make a sound and we can cut it? Take five. Okay, go. I'm ready. You already met the suckers. This isn't what the intro sounded like at all. But you met the suckers and now these fuckers are leaving. And you shook their hands. You said hello. You introduced yourself with three fun facts. And that was it. Bye-bye.